This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Night two of the NFL Draft. Rounds two and three are in the books, and I'm here to break down each and every single pick from this evening, sharing my thoughts on it as the second night of the NFL draft is finished and we turn our attention to the diehard day, I call it. Rounds four, Bruce seven, then the wave of UDFA signings that people including myself, are very intrigued with, even though most of those guys never get a real opportunity. The odds are very low, especially this year, you know, with everything that went on with COVID and the college football season. I think it's going to be even harder for UDFA guys to get a real shot to make, to make rosters. But let's dig into what happened tonight on rounds two and three. I'm running solo tonight, so it's going to be very much a rapid fire, sharing my quick hitting thoughts. If you follow me on Twitter all night, a lot of these thoughts are similar to what I've been posting all night. Obviously, we will have much more time to dig in deeper. We do team by team, uh, you know, recap shows where we talk about best value pick, best, our favorite pick, most questionable pick. We do dynasty rookie rankings where we talk about, you know, the fantasy spin of this. We get guests on to share their thoughts about different types of picks. So there's going to be a lot of time to break down everything. So tonight, just really a rapid fire, quick hitting thoughts on these guys. Maybe you're not familiar with some of them, especially on the defensive side of the ball and some of the, you know, the guys that might've been some surprise picks. So, so let's get right into it. At 33, the Jaguars started it off by taking cornerback Tyson Campbell, very good size. Average frame, good to great athleticism, movement skills. I love the closing burst and the long speed. Very good length, good footwork and change of direction skills. He's got press man skills, good tackler. To me, I thought Campbell was going to go round one. So for the Jaguars to start off night two with him, I thought it was a really good pick. At 34, the Jets take wide receiver Elijah Moore. Undersized, but very good to great athleticism. I love those movement skills. The sp- he's got speed. He's got agility, change of direction, elusiveness, route running, yak ability, dynamic weapon, starting vertical slot. Think someone like along the lines of a Tyler Lockett. He wins at all three levels of the field. He can be used on manufactured touches. I like what they're doing there for Zach Wilson. You know, they added the offensive lineman yesterday with the trade up. Now they get Elijah Moore, who most people thought was going to be the fourth or fifth wide receiver off the board and going round one. So they get him right here at the top of the second. Really like this pick. You know, Lance Erland does a great job. He said on his comparison in terms of player was Antonio Brown. So obviously that's a lofty comparison in terms of the production he might have, but just in terms of his traits, that's who we compared him to. I know Matt Harmon put him through reception perception. He tested out phenomenally. A uh, lot of people really are big fans of Elijah Moore. So the Jets did a good job there getting him to help out with their young quarterback. At 35, the Broncos trade up and select running back Javante Williams at a UNC. To me, he's somewhere on the Chris Carson to Nick Chubb spectrum. 
I love the contact balance, the physicality, the power, the toughness. He breaks off people, breaks tackles, runs through people. He's got good vision and footwork, maybe the best pass protector in the draft class. Really good pick. Melvin Gordon, you know, it was a two-year deal. He's not the same player. I think Williams is going to seize at least control of a committee-type backfield somewhere by the middle of the year, you know, as the cream rises to the crop a little bit, especially at that running back position. So I like the landing spot for Javante Williams. At pick 36, the Dolphins selected safety Javon Holland. Good size and frame, average to above average athleticism. He's got movement skills and speed. Good to very good ball skills. He's got instincts. He's got average to good play strength and a tackler. To me, starter upside at the nickel or free safety, and he offers some return ability. So versatile player right there. At pick 37, the Eagles select offensive lineman, whether he's a center or guard, Landon Dickerson. I love the pick because if the medicals check out and he can get past these injuries and he just turn, you know, that sometimes injuries are flukish. If he can get by it, he's got all pro potential, right? So this is a guy who's got great play strength and power, great toughness, physicality, his effort. He's got good techniques and hand usage. To me, he's a plug and play high level starter at center or guard. The question mark is the injuries and the durability. And that is a to be determined. You know, and I think the Eagles are know they're kind of playing a little bit with house money here with the picks they got back for Carson Wentz, which at one point they might have just thought they were giving him away for free, which is what I thought. But right now they're making, uh, you know, so it's interesting kind of how some teams are willing to take on more risk than other teams. And I think the Eagles, because of the Wentz trade, because of the additional compensation they have, they were willing to pull the trigger there. And I, I, Commend them for because I really do like it. At pick 38, the Patriots trade up and select defensive lineman out of Alabama, Christian Barmore. Great size, good frame, good athleticism, quickness, footwork, movement skills, explosive first step, great play strength, hand usage and techniques. He's got a great penetrator, could stop the run and get pressure, versatile defensive lineman. At pick 39, the Bears trade up to select offensive tackle uh, Tavon Jenkins. Great size, good frame, good athleticism and movement skills, footwork, lateral quickness and agility to recover, good to very good play strength and techniques, effective for either run scheme, to versatile to either be a starting guard or a starting tackle. I applaud the, the Bears for immediately realizing they need to upgrade the supporting cast around uh, you know, Justin Fields once he takes over. So I thought that was a really good move. At pick 40, the Atlanta Falcons take safety Richie Grant, a Dane Brugler favorite. Average size and frame, average to above average athleticism, speed and movement skills, good coverage skills with great ball skills. Very good to great instincts and play recognition, versatile to play to start at either free safety or strong safety. At pick 41, the Lions select defensive tackle Levi Onerzwikre, undersized but good to very good athleticism, movement skills, and quickness. Great first step with the ability to create disruption in the backfield as an upfield penetrator versus a runner to pass. Very good play strength. He's got power and hand usage. He's just starting for retech along that defensive line. At pick 42, Dave Gettleman does it again, trades down. The Miami Dolphins come up. And they select offensive tackle Liam Eichenberg, who was getting a lot of round one buzz leading up to the draft. He's got the ideal size. He's got a good frame, average to above average athleticism. He's got movement skills, agility, and lateral quickness. Good run blocker, average and pass pro and, and play strength. He's got good toughness. 
three-year starter. He can versatile play right tackle or left tackle. Once he made it there, I figured the team was going to trade up to try to take him. It was the Dolphins training with the Giants to make sure that they had an opportunity to get one of the uh, the linemen that they viewed as probably a first-round type talent. If we take this over to pick 43, the Raiders selected safety Trevon Morig. Good size and frame, good to very good athleticism, speed, and movement skills. Versatile to play free safety or, or strong safety. Good play strength and tackler. To me, he's an immediate starter. Uh, Morig is a guy who a lot of people had pegged for round one. At pick 44, the Cowboys select cornerback Kelvin Joseph. Very good size, average frame, great athleticism and movement skills and speed. He's got very good length. He's got play strength at the catch point and in run support. He's got good ball skills and cover skills, outside corner with uh, starter traits and a lot of upside. Uh, a guy who could have easily been a mid-first-round pick if there was no off-the-field or character issues that had some people concerned. At pick 45, the Jaguars selected offensive tackle Walker Little. Great size, average frame, good to very good athleticism, movement skills, lateral quickness, good recovery skills and techniques, good in pass pro, ideal for zone run schemes, upside to be a starter at left tackle. At pick 46, the Bengals selected offensive lineman Jackson Carmen. He's got ideal size and frame, average athleticism and movement skills, very good play strength and power and toughness. To hold the point of attack, I love his length that he provides. Good in run blocking, average in pass pro, but he's a starting guard with upside and versatility to play tackle if needed. At pick 47, the Chargers select cornerback Asante Samuel. Undersized with average frame, but great play strength, toughness, and physicality and run support. Above average to good overall athleticism movement skills, change of direction skills, probably best suited in the slot with starter upside. At pick 48, the 49ers selected guard Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. Very good size and frame, average athleticism, but he's got very good play strength, power, toughness, physicality. He can hold the point of attack. He's got good hand usage and techniques. To me, he's probably best suited for a gap running scheme which is a little bit counterintuitive with what the 49ers want to run. So that's something, you know, I think we got to keep in the back of our mind a little bit there. Next up is the 49ers. It's not 49ers, sorry. Next up was the Arizona Cardinals. After the 49ers, they selected wide receiver Rondell Moore. While undersized, he's got great to elite athleticism, explosiveness, movement skills, burst, acceleration, cutting ability, change of direction, skills, and yak ability. He doesn't have maybe that stop, start, sudden acceleration like a guy like Kadarius Tony, but he's not that far off. The injuries and durability is obviously a real concern uh, for Rondell Moore, and that's why from once upon a time we thought he was around one lock to him now going at pick 49. Interesting pick of how he's going to fit with DeAndre Hopkins there. Christian Kirk not going anywhere, you know, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how they pieced that together. They signed A.J. Green, you know, so with Kirk and A.J. and Hopkins, and they still have Isabella there. How does Rondell Moore kind of fit into that? will be interesting to follow. At pick 50, the, the New York football Giants, after trading back and picking up a third-round pick for next year, they select edge rusher, edge rusher Aziz, 
Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. Well, he's got average size. He's got good frame. He's got very good to great athleticism, burst, agility, and movement skills. He's got very good to great bend, explosiveness, and first step to get after the quarterback. He's got good play strength, great length, ideal 3-4 edge rusher. That's the, the guy the Giants go with. He was one of the few guys that if they were going to force an edge pick at 11, something I was strongly against, the one guy that I would I could have potentially said, it's okay, would have been Ojulari. So as a Giants fan, thrilled with the pick there. He's a guy that many people were mocking to the Giants a month ago, right? And then most people thought he wasn't going to get out of pick 20, but he does. If we keep this going at pick 51, up next was the Washington football team. They selected tackle Samuel Cosme out of Texas. Great size, good frame, good athleticism, movement skills, bend, footwork, lateral quickness, and agility. He's only got average play strength, but he's got good hand usage and average techniques. To me, he's more ideal for his zone run scheme, but he's got starting left tackle upside. At pick 52, the Browns select linebacker safety hybrid Jeremiah Owusa-Karamoa. He's undersized, but he's got great athleticism, movement skills, burst, sideline to sideline range, agility and explosiveness, good toughness, blitzing ability and cover skills. Versatile defensive playmaker in a mold of his of an Isaiah Simmons and a Derwin James. We'll see if they know how to maximize the skill set that he possesses there. At pick 53, the Titans selected offensive tackle Dylan Renews. Average size and frame, average athleticism, movement skills and quickness, but he's got good play strength, physicality, toughness, and power. He's got good handwork and techniques, best in the gap scheme, versatile to start at either guard or tackle. At pick 54, the Colts select uh, Deo Adigibambo. Great size and frame, good athleticism and movement skills, great length, good play strength, hand usage. Average run defender and pass rusher with room to develop. To me, the starter upside as a 4-3 defensive end that kicks inside in sub packages or as a 5-tech defensive end in 3-4 base schemes. Talked with Jeff last night that those kind those you know, symbols and, and stigmas are kind of going by the wayside as so many teams are hybrid and play so much in sub. But I do think it gives some clarity in terms of what they can do. You know, a five tech, you traditionally, they're traditionally more of run stuffers who can hold the point of attack, set the edge, you know, so versatility is a good thing. If this guy doesn't get injured at the senior bowl, he probably is around one pick. So I think the Colts, uh, are all in right now, right? To try to make a run with, with Carson Wentz. So I understand the pick and I think they, they'll put him right into the mix and, and see what they got with him. At pick 55, the Steelers selected tight end Pat Fryermuth. Great size and frame, good athleticism, above average separation, quickness, and route running. Creates space at the catch point with his body. I love the length, the body control, the ball skills, the play strength and physicality. To me, he's an immediate starter, whether you want to think a more athletic version of Heath Miller, whether you want to think about Hunter Henry. You guys got to, you know, realize the comps to Gronk were obviously always a little far-fetched in terms of production, but not in terms of stylistically who he reminds people of. So I like the pick there for the Steelers. I pick 56, the Seahawks select wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge. 
from small school there. So he's undersized, but he's got very good athleticism, long speed, explosiveness, movement skills, and bursts to win vertically. He's got good suddenness, change of direction, agility, and footwork to win after the catch. Good body control with ability to adjust starting vertical slot wide receiver. Love the player. I love the the fit with Russell Wilson, but I love the actual fit in terms of the wide receiver role. They don't have a traditional depth wide receiver. You know, they recently signed, you know, Tyler Lockett to a long-term extension. So I just, I love the player. I'm sure it'll have a role for him, but it'd be interesting to see. They could have probably drafted a more traditional, you know, outside type receiver and then just use, utilize Lockett in the slot. So we'll kind of see what their plans are, you know, once he's in the building. At pick 57, the Rams selected wide receiver Tutu Atwell. Listen, very undersized with a thin frame, but he's got very good to great athleticism, explosiveness, speed, burst, acceleration, agility, change of direction skills. He's a weapon. You can get him the ball in space on the in the short to intermediate parts of the field, or he can just be a vertical presence attacking down the field, and we would be pushing the ball vertically into all different parts of the field if that's you know what we decide to do. Uh, at pick 58, the Chiefs select linebacker Nick Bolton, undersized but very good frame, above average to good athleticism and movement skills, very good footwork, great play strength and physicality, three down starting inside linebacker is what I see for Nick Bolton. At pick 59, the Giants uh, selected, I'm not Giants, the Panthers selected wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Very good size and frame, good to very good athleticism, long speed bursts, explosiveness, and movement skills. Very good body control, play strength, length, catch radius, ability to adjust, ball skills, and high point. To me, he's somewhere on the spectrum of a Kenny Galladay to Allen Robinson, however you want. I think that, I think he's somewhere in between them in terms of part. Allen Robinson, you know, part Kenny Galladay. I think that's who Terrace Marshall is. Pick 60, the Saints selected linebacker Pete Werner. Good size, average frame, above average overall athleticism, movement skills and range, good agility and change of direction skills, average play strength, good toughness, effort, instincts, and cover skills. Linebacker that can play all three down, starter upside for sure. At pick 61, the Buffalo Bills select defensive end Boogie Basham. He's got good size, great frame, great landing spot because they play with a traditional 4-3 defensive end on the field a lot. That's where Basham is at his best. And then kick inside in sub packages. But very good play strength, length, hand usage, techniques. He's a guy that has been rising all day in terms of what people think of him and how he can be utilized. So good pick there by Buffalo. At 62, the Packers select center Josh Myers. Very good size and frame. Average to above average athleticism and movement skills. Very good play strength, power, toughness, physicality, good instincts with above average techniques. So scheme a little bit scheme versatile. We're going to look at, uh, you know, the different ways that he can impact it. And again, they didn't go the wide receiver route. But they did upgrade the offensive line, which could help the run game and then in turn buy Aaron Rodgers a little bit more time and help him in that regards too. At pick 63, the Chiefs select Creed Humphrey, good size and frame, three-year starter, average athleticism and movement skills, 
but he's got good to very good techniques, play strength, toughness, physicality. He's immediate starter, but we got to at center or guard. I applaud the Chiefs in one offseason have been able to totally revamp the wide, uh, totally revamp their offensive line, which obviously was the weak spot for Patrick Mahomes to be have the time to throw to his wide receivers, and they in one fell swoop have really dramatically upgraded at the offensive line position. So that's something to follow closely to see if they can fix that once and for all. And then the ability to potentially give Mahomes that time that he needs the ability. He doesn't need a lot of time, but he needs a little bit right to kind of diagnose what the defense is and the coverages and how he can beat them. So I applaud the fixing of the offensive line uh, in hindsight until we obviously see what happens on, on, you know, on the football field, but really impressive job they did to fix the O line at pick 64 to end out the second round. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select quarterback, Kyle Trask. He's got very good size and frame. He's only got, I would say good play strength and toughness. I'd say above average, probably right now, arm talent in terms of velocity and strength, Good decision maker and mental processor from a clean pocket, above average touch, and anticipation on throws. To me, he's a backup quarterback with upside to be a starter. He's going to sit behind Brady, and then we'll see. My guess is he'll end up being a wasted pick there in round two, that they could have got a potential starter, and I'm not sure Trask will ever be that long-term starter there. You know, I think he could be an average NFL quarterback. At pick 65, the Jaguars select safety Andre Sisco. Out of Syracuse, good size and frame, good athleticism, movement skills, burst and speed. He's got good length, above average cover skills, versatile to play free safety, strong safety. He's He's got starter upside. At pick 66, the Vikings select quarterback Kellen Mann. Good size and frame, good athleticism, mobility and rushing ability. Very good ability to play off structure and throw on the run with good accuracy. He's got good arm talent. Velocity and strength. I love the toughness. Backup quarterback, in my eyes, with upside due to his natural traits. At times, he looked like a first-round quarterback, and other times, he looks like a UDFA free, free agent. So if you could hone him in and he can be the guy with more consistency, you know, it, it really could work out well. At pick 67, the Texans potentially invest in their future Starting quarterback, depending on the Deshaun Watson situation, but they select quarterback Davis Mills out of Stanford. He's got ideal size and frame. He's got good arm talent in terms of velocity and strength. He's got toughness and pocket presence. He's got good accuracy in the short to intermediate. Average touch on anticipatory throws. Above average mechanics, footwork, and release. He can upgrade considerably for the time and effort he is putting in. Uh, you know, so it, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what Houston does here, right, with the Deshaun Watson information, right? Is he going to get cleared and we're back to square one? Are they going to move on from him as a P- rather than have an even worse PR nightmare? We really don't know what to do. You know, so Davis Mills is brought in there now. I have my reservations about whether or not he becomes a starter in any time in the near future. And I think they, you know, I just think there's nothing about his game that screams modern day NFL quarterback, right? So he might have checked the boxes of old school evaluations, but he didn't have any of the athleticism of, you know, 
other guys in this draft class. You know, so that's the thing about Davis Mills. It's very much a projection. And in college, he didn't even really live up to that projection, you know, and in terms of now taking a guy who's more of a traditional guy in terms of his pocket and how he plays and wins. And now that guy's gone. So now he starts being compared with the other guys uh, around him. So it was interesting to kind of see that they pulled the trigger. I would have waited on Davis Mills. I thought he was more of a day three guy. Texans obviously liked him enough to take him at 67, their first pick of the draft. At pick 68, the Falcons take offensive tackle, offensive guard, Jalen Mayfield, average size and frame, good to very good athleticism, movement skills, even though his pro day didn't show that. Good at pulling in the run game, good effort, ideal for zone running scheme. Tackle prospect that could kick inside to garter with starter upside and traits. That's That was my breakdown of, of Jalen Mayfield. If we keep this going, pick 69, the Bengals make a really strong pick. Select edge rusher, Joseph Asai. I love the size and frame. I'd classify it as good, above average to good athleticism and movement skills. Average to above average, bend off the edge, first step quickness, and play strength. He's got great length. He gets great effort, good toughness, motor, and closing burst. He's a starting edge, most ideal for a 3-4 scheme. At pick 70, the Panthers select Brady Christensen. Good size and frame, average athleticism, quickness and movement skills, good play strength, power, toughness and physicality to hold the point of attack. He's got good footwork, ideal for power gap run scheme. To me, the starter, upside, a tackle, or guard. Pick 71, the Giants move up five spots to get a a cornerback, Aaron Robinson, potentially the best pure Slot corner in this class. I like the size, the frame, the athleticism, the movement skills, instincts and techniques, change of direction, ball skills. He really is the complete package from inside. I do think they prefer going to nickel so they can invest in a wide receiver as well. But Aaron Robinson was the guy they were considering after the trade down at 50 if they couldn't get Ojolari, and then they end up getting him all the way in the third round you know, at pick 71. So I think they played the board well for the first time in my life, you know, in terms of the draft board and Gettleman really had a strong say in who the picks were tonight. At pick 72, the Lions select Aline McNeil, average size and frame, good athleticism and movement skills, very good to, to great play strength, power and toughness. I like the hand usage, the footwork, the techniques. To me, he's a starting caliber pre-tech defensive tackle. Next up was the Eagles at pick 73. They selected defensive tackle Milton Williams. Once upon a time, he was getting some round one buzz. That obviously seemed uh, a little bit too rich, but he's got good frame, above average athleticism, movement skills, footwork, quickness. I like the play strength, the power, the toughness. You know, there is a lot to like about Milton Williams. I know Mel Kuyper was a fan of his. I know Lance Zerline was a fan of his. To me, he's a three-tech in a four-three scheme, or you can play him as a regular five-tech defensive end in a three-four. You know, so he's got a lot of versatility there. I thought it was a really strong pick. At pick 74, the Washington football team selected cornerback Benjamin St. Just. Great size, good frame, great length, average athleticism and speed, very good play strength, toughness and physicality and run support and contested catches. Depth with upside to start as a physical press corner or possible move to safety. Pick six, uh, 75, the Dallas Cowboys select defensive tackle Osa Odigizua. Undersized for defensive tackle, but versatile to play pre-tech or defensive end. 
in a 4-3 or a 5-tech defensive end in a 3-4. Versatile player here, good to very good athleticism, movement skills, quickness, feet, uh, first step, bend off the edge, hand usage, and pass rush skills. Across the board, you know, I thought, I thought Osa presented good to very good at those qualities. So that was the pick at 75. At 76, the Saints select Paulson Adebo. Very good size, good frame and athleticism, speed and closing burst, great length, good play strength, toughness and physicality, very good ball skills and production, you know, with the the touchdown, I mean, with the interception total. So he's got some ball skills, really an intriguing player, and I think he's got a lot of upside there. So I applaud the pick there for the Saints. The Chargers select wide receiver Josh Palmer, above average size and frame, Above average athleticism and long speed. Good to very good body control, play strength, ball skills, ability to high point, outside wide receiver with the upside to be a starter. Really, really like the Josh Palmer pick. He's a guy that I got to very late in the process, but really did dig in and was a big fan of his. I think, you know, he's going to be a guy that might have surprised people for going on day two, but he shouldn't have been a surprise. And what he brings to the table now, I think is going to be really fascinating. At pick 78, the Vikings select linebacker Chaz Surratt, undersized, very good athleticism and speed, movement skills, lateral quickness, good toughness, motor, and effort. He's a developmental linebacker with three-down starting p- potential as an inside linebacker in a 3-4 or a weak side linebacker in a 4-3. At pick 79, the Raiders select edge Malcolm Kuntz out of Buffalo, undersized, Edge, but he's got good athleticism, fluid movement skills, closing bursts and bend off the edge, footwork and first step explosiveness, very good length, average play strength, upside to be a starter as a 3-4 edge or situational pass rusher in a 4-3. At pick 80, okay, at pick 80, the Las Vegas Raiders select safety, Divine Diablo. Great size and frame, good athleticism, speed, movement skills, and closing bursts. He's got great length. He's got play strength, tackling ability. He's a hybrid linebacker safety type player, starter upside and core special teamer. I pick 81. The Miami Dolphins select tight end Hunter Long. Good size and frame to create space at the top of his routes and at the catch point to win contested catches. He's got the ideal length with the ability to high point the ball Average to above average athleticism. To me, if you like Cole Komet, Hunter Long is a slightly more athletic version of Cole Komet. At pick 82, the Washington football team selects wide receiver Deame Brown. So now they're going to roll with McLaurin. Curtis Samuel and Deame Brown, I think they do kind of, you know, coexist very nicely together. So it'll be interesting to kind of see uh, how that plays itself out. But in terms of Brown, He's got that ability to win in the air, high point the ball, adjust, body control, uses his frame and size to his advantage. A lot to like about his game, including his route running and ball skills as well and blocking. So really good pick there by uh, Washington to get the Yami Brown. At pick 83, the, uh, the Panthers select tight end Tommy Tremble. But never utilized to his full capacity. A really good athlete. Don't like to throw this out there, but the same way George Kittle wasn't utilized by Iowa correctly in terms of the passing game, I feel like that same situation could be here with Tommy Tremble. Hopefully the Panthers, Joe Brady, 
knows how to use them and gets him, you know, uh, ready to be more of a weapon in the passing game there. So I think it's a good move, especially with a rookie quarterback. I think the tight end could be a big weapon over the middle of the field that, you know, he can really turn into a very high end caliber starting tight end. At 84, the Cowboys are back on the clock. They selected Chauncey Golston. I thought he was more of a late-day free guy, so they obviously did very different. Good size and frame, average to above-average athleticism, lateral quickness, and movement skills. Average bend and first step. To me, he's a depth for free defensive end who can kick inside and sub-packages. I didn't see him being taken anywhere near uh, round three. So to me, that was the first major uh, surprise of the first three rounds of the draft. At pick 85, the Packers trade up and select Amari Rodgers. Good frame, good to very good athleticism, movement skills, speed, separation, quickness, agility, change of direction, and yak ability. Good play strength, above average route running, is a vertical slot wide receiver, an offensive weapon used on manufactured touches. At pick 86, the Vikings select guard Wyatt Davis, Good size, average frame, average athleticism and movement skills, but he's got good play strength, toughness, motor, physicality, effort, lower body power to hold the point of attack. To me, he's ideal for a gap power run scheme. At pick 87, they select guard Kendrick Green. Average size and frame, three-year starter, good athleticism. He's a guy that... I thought could was on that round three, round four border, but I think he's ideal for outside zone run schemes versus that'll be a starter at center or guard. Next up, if we keep this going, at pick 88, the 49ers make a really intriguing pick. They select running back Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. Very good size and frame, above average athleticism and long speed, but he's got good short area burst, good footwork and quickness, great play strength, power, toughness, and contact balance. He's got good vision and patience, average receiving skills. To me, you know, he is suited to quickly seize control of that backfield and probably 60% of the work share. Sermon could really shine there early in his career in that Shanahan scheme and then really become a prolific fantasy asset, I think, in the not so uh, distant future. So really strong pick there by the 49ers at 88. Pick 89, Texans trade up, use more draft capital to get wide receiver Nico Collins. While he's got great size and frame, he's got above average athleticism and long speed, very good body control, ability to adjust in high point, good play strength and physicality at the catch point. So that's how I kind of view Nico Collins. I have some questions about his separation quickness, getting open consistently at the NFL level. So those were my concerns were, with Nico Collins. At pick 90, the Vikings select edge rusher Patrick Jones II. Good size and frame, above average to good athleticism, burst, uh, footwork and movement skills. He's got average bend off the edge, but first step quickness. He's got very good length, good play strength, and run defender, so he can be depth four for a defensive end with upside or edge three four pass rusher with upside. I think that's kind of what a team has to decide on, uh, you know, for – when you have guys that are very comparable or close. Next up at pick 91, the Browns select wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz, average sized in frame, but he's got very good to great at athleticism, acceleration, burst, yak ability, 
elite explosiveness and long speed to win vertically or in space on manufactured touches. Good ball skills and body control. Upside to be a top three or four wide receiver on a depth chart. Uh, big playability waiting to happen. Those guys usually don't fall out of the top 100. At pick 92, the Titans select linebacker Monty Rice. Average size, good frame, average athleticism and movement skills. Above average to good play recognition and instincts. Average cover skills starting inside linebacker in just about any scheme. At pick 93, the Buffalo Bills select offensive tackle Spencer Brown. He's got great size, good frame, good athleticism, movement skills, footwork, and quickness. Average play strength, but he's got good toughness and gives good effort, great length, good hand usage, and a recoverability. To me, he's effective in any scheme you want to use, and he's got starter left tackle traits. Okay, next up at pick 94, the Baltimore Ravens select guard Ben Cleveland. Great size and frame, average athleticism and movement skills, great play strength, power, toughness to hold the point of attack, great length, good pad level, ideal for gap schemes, depth, who couldn't, de- uh, he's a depth player, but I think he could develop into a starting guard. Uh, so like Ben Cleveland there a lot. Pick 95, the Buccaneers select offensive tackle Robert Hainsey. Average size and frame below average to average athleticism and movement skills. Good play strength, power, toughness, good techniques and understanding of block concepts. So good run blocker, average and pass pro, ideal best for a gap scheme. At pick 96, the Patriots select edge Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma. The Patriots, great job moving up here. The Perkins should have long been gone uh, in terms of the upside that he possesses here. So uh, the Patriots get a real steal here. While he only has average size and frame, average to above average athleticism and movement skills, same with the bend, the footwork, the closing burst and quickness, all of it is average to above average. But as a complete package, I think he's a guy who really could have been a weapon for a team looking for a pass rusher. So I applaud the Patriots for being bold and coming up and getting the guy that was clearly, uh, you know, somebody that other teams would have probably scooped up really soon. So aggressive move by the Patriots to come up and make sure they got Perkins. But I think in the long run, it was the right move for sure. At pick 97, the Chargers selected Trey McKitty. So McKitty is a guy who really interesting uh, player who started out of Florida State then transferred to Georgia. He's got a lot of athleticism and upside to his game. So I think he's a guy depth right now who can develop into a starting tight end. So I think the Chargers were looking to add something to the mix because Hunter Henry's no there. You know, so McKitty might have been more of a day three guy, but I had a four or five on him in the draft projections notebook. You know, so he goes a tad earlier. I think it's a pretty good pick for the Chargers. I think there's a lot of upside and untapped potential there. At pick 38, the Broncos select Quinn Minors, the guy who got a ton of attention at the Senior Bowl for what he was able to do. He is a guy from a really small-level school who worked his way from a late-round pick to a guy who went on day two. Good size and frame, average athleticism, good to very good play strength, power, toughness, and physicality. Good techniques, good length, great week at the Senior Bowl, really catapulted his stock. That He's a starter to me either at center or guard position. 
At pick 99, the Cowboys select the cornerback, Nashawn Wright. I thought this was probably the biggest reach so far in the draft. I thought he was more of a round six, round seven, or even a UDFA, you know, guy. And he ended up going here at pick 99. Well, he's got good size. It's a very thin frame, but he's got length. He's got ball skills and athleticism. He's got good play instincts. To me, he's a depth outside cornerback. At pick 100, the Titans select cornerback Elijah Molden. Undersized, average to good overall athleticism and movement skills. Very good change of direction and agility. Great instincts, techniques, and play recognition. Good ball skills, play strength, toughness, and effort. Versatile defensive back as a nickel corner. At pick 101, the Lions select cornerback Ifutu Malifanu. Rare size and frame for the position. Great athleticism, movement skills, and speed. He's got length. He's got play strength. He's got good to very good physicality and toughness. He helps out in run support, can tackle. He's got press cover skills. He can play safety. He's got starter upside and very versatile player in Malifanu. At pick 102, the 49ers select cornerback Ambry Thomas. Good size, average frame, above average to good athleticism and movement skills. He's got Good ball skills, play strength, good against the run, good play recognition, depth cornerback with upside and traits develop into a starter as a nickel cornerback. At pick 103, the Rams select linebacker Ernest Jones. Average size, good frame, average athleticism and movement skills, good play strength, toughness and physicality, very good effort. He's got instincts, he's got play recognition and techniques. To me, he's a depth inside linebacker on early downs in either scheme, but he's got some upside to him as well. At pick 104, the Ravens select defensive back. He can be an outside cornerback. He can be a safety, core special teamer. Brandon Stevens was the pick. Very good size and frame. Average to above average overall athleticism, movement skills, and long speed. Play strength was very good. Toughness and physicality. Good ball skills. Intriguing prospect there. That was a little bit high, though. I thought he was more of a round four or five guy. He sneaks into the back end here of round three. At pick 105 to round it out, the Broncos select linebacker Baron Browning. Very good size and frame, good athleticism, movement skills, and explosiveness. Great length, good play strength and physicality as a run defender. Upside to develop into a starter as an inside linebacker in a 3-4 or, or Sam linebacker in a 4-3 scheme. Also, he could you know be used in pass rush situations as well. So he's got some versatility to his game. So there it is, guys. Thoughts on every single pick from round two to round three. But we're not done, guys, and the NFL draft is not done. Like I said at the top, tomorrow is for the diehards, the people that grind, the film grinders, the people that read every single thing they can get their hands on to learn about these players. That's what tomorrow is. And let's be honest. There's a lot of talent left on the board. If I'm looking at the draft projections notebook, and by the way, while last night in round one, we we predicted correctly 25 of the 32 players to go in round one. I think round one, it's tough to – there's always going to be some surprises. So I think somewhere in that 25 to 28 range is where I like to try to keep it. Uh. But the one that always intrigues me the most is trying to get the highest percentage possible in the first three rounds. And that's what we did this year. 93 of 105 picks. 
we projected correctly. So the only guys that went tonight that we did not project coming off the board was wide receiver Anthony Schwartz, who was the first wide receiver on the cut line, who just I, I ran out of room for him. Tight end Trey McKitty, who was the first tight end uh, off the cut board. At the offensive line, Ben Cleveland and Robert Hainsey were the fourth and sixth guys that I uh, that I didn't, you know, I thought could have a shot. At edge, I didn't have Patrick Jones the second or Malcolm Kuntz. At linebacker, I didn't have Ernest Jones. I thought he had a shot. He was right on the cut line, but I didn't have him in the projection for tonight. Ambry Thomas and Brandon Stevens were the two corners that we didn't predict. And then uh, Andre Cisco we missed as well. And then Chauncey Golston and Nashawn Wright were two guys that I had projected at the end of the draft. And Wright was a UDFA, I thought. So those are the those were the, the twelve guys that we missed on, but the other but ninety three we nailed. So there was some guys that were left on the board that are surprising that I did project to go tonight were Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Amon Ross St. Brown, Cornell Powell, Tylen Wallace, Brevin Jordan, uh, Bobby Brown, Jabril Cox, Derek Barnes, Dylan Moses, Tyree Gillespie, and Jamar Johnson. So I just rattled off the 12 guys I thought were going to go and the 12 guys that replaced them. So 93 out of 105. And this is, you know, this projection was not after round one. This was from before the draft started. So, you know, the final update was right an hour or so before the NFL draft. I put the tweet out, time stamped, you know, so you can go back and look at it. And I'll continually put in sub tweets as well. So we'll see. We just had our best record at 89% in terms of predicting this. We'll see where we finish uh, in our best guess at trying to predict all 259 picks. If you're enjoying this content, guys, please get over to the website, SS Football. It is not too late to purchase the premium notebooks. A lot of great content that you can use tomorrow during the draft and so much that you can use post-draft from Dynasty Rookie Rankings, just reading the profiles and, and all the scouting reports we have on these guys is to help you familiarize yourself with the players uh, as you prepare for your dynasty rookie drafts uh, and just learn about more these guys more in terms of transitioning to the NFL level. So on behalf of Matt, on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. And I look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday. <laughs>